In a culture that scoffs at honor, you can rise up to lead and to shine. It's time to be the best man that you can be. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Hatcher. Welcome to the Manlyhood Mancast. I'm your host, Josh Hatcher, and I am here to talk to you guys today about things related to masculinity, about manhood. This is stuff that really matters to me because I know that it matters to the world. Uh, It does. The stuff that we do, the stuff that we talk about here, it matters a lot. I think that a lot of times what happens, guys, is that we get fixated on not talking about our feelings, that we get fixated about not talking about anything eternal because we don't think it's tough. And we invent this facade of masculinity that really isn't what masculinity is or what it's meant to be. Now, uh, in this world that we're living in, I do think that we're seeing a culture that is gradually starting to see men as more and more and more irrelevant. But we know that nothing could be further from the truth. What the world needs now is more men to rise up and be better men. So I want to encourage you. Don't worry about what society tells you a man is or should be. Don't worry about what other men tell you a man is or a man should be. Don't even worry about what I'm telling you, guys. I want you to worry about what the truth is. I want you to seek the truth. I want you to seek who you are, and I want you to be the best version of that that you can be. That's why I do this. Because if we can be the best that we can be, we're going to be better men. We're going to be better leaders. We're going to be better fathers, better husbands, better boyfriends, better... uh, Workers, all the things that we need to be better at, we're going to be because we're focused on being the best version of us. So, all of that being said, guys, that's a quick rundown of what the run, of what Manlyhood is, what the Manlyhood Mancast is about. Uh, I want to encourage you guys, please, hop on to the store at manlyhood.com slash store. We've got some uh, resources there for you. Uh, you can order shirts and hoodies, things like that. You can... Uh, get some of the books that I've written and I've got a special deal that's going on just a couple more weeks before uh, the prices go up. So if you prefer a paperback to an ebook, uh, you can also look on Amazon and you'll see books by Josh Hatcher there. I want you to check them out. Honestly, these uh, are really good resources to help you uh, identify your purpose, your mission, your vision, your values, to help you be a better husband, to help you reignite your life. That's honestly the one of the, the really big books that are in this that I'm proud of is the book Reignite, about uh, taking charge of your life again and putting it back into where it needs to be so that it's not just embers. Anyway, uh, that's enough of a sales pitch, but please, manlyhood.com slash store, check it out. And we're going to be right back in just a minute. Valentine's Day is this week. So I thought it would be appropriate to talk about how to be more romantic. All right. So we'll be back on the Manlyhood Mancast in just a All right. We are back on the Manlyhood Mancast and we are talking about how to be more romantic since it's Valentine's Day. Uh, this is actually a question I get a lot, not usually from, uh, or an observation. I don't usually get it from men. I don't think men will like to think about these things or talk about these things. I don't know why, but it just is what it is. But a lot of times ladies are always like, oh, you love your wife so much and you're so romantic. She's lucky to have you. All right, ladies, 
keep your underwear on. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about how to be more romantic because I do know from counseling with a lot of men that this is a common issue is that their wives don't think they're romantic anymore. And let's talk about this for a second because you may be at the place where you're like, listen, we've been married 20 years. What's she complaining about? I go to work. I put food on the table. I fix things around the house. I do the things I'm supposed to do. What does she want from me? All right, let's get down to the root of that, guys. What your woman wants from you is love. And you have to understand that love looks different from person to person. We all give and receive love differently. And women receive and give love different than men. This is studied and known the world over. <laughs> uh, and I know we live in a world and a day and age where we just where everybody tries to say now that gender is a social construct and that it's not real. Listen, men and women receive love differently. Are there exceptions? Yes, possibly. But uh, it's important to know and understand that men and women receive love differently. And there are different ways that men and women and really anybody in general receives and gives love differently. I really highly encourage you, whatever you're doing, I want you to get the book, The Five Love Languages, okay? Because it is going to give you tremendous insight into yourself and into others. And we don't all just have one love language. We have multiple love languages. Um, so some people, their love language is touch. They like to be touched. They like to touch. That's how they show love. That's how they give and receive it. I, I really do like to touch and be touched. I love hugs, even from my bros. My wife, uh, you know, if she wants to show me she loves me, she just walks up and gives me a pinch or a squeeze or a kiss on the cheek, and it makes me feel loved. Um, for my wife, her love language is, is acts of service. Another one of mine, by the way, is words of affirmation. If you tell me I'm doing a good job, that means a lot to me, especially from her. Now, I don't, it's not a high one on the list. It's, it's in there, but it means a lot. Uh, for her, words of affirmation mean pretty much nothing because she's been lied to and people will run their mouth and don't mean it. So for her, acts of service, doing the work, doing the dishes, helping around the house, taking care of her, doing something kind or nice for her, that means, that spells love for her, okay? Um, your situation may be different. There's five different love languages, and we all have a combination of multiples with one probably more dominant than another. Um, I highly encourage you to get the book, take the quiz, have your spouse or your girlfriend or whoever it is that you're trying to be romantic to, take the quiz. Then... The next thing, and the most important thing, if you want to be more romantic, is listen. Pay attention. They're normally telling you what they want. My wife said to me the other day, because this is not uh, something that has been really her love language. She doesn't necessarily need gifts. She's not, by the way, gifts and giving gifts and receiving gifts is another love language. Uh, I love to give gifts to uh, so it's, that's something I do enjoy to do. Getting gifts I don't even care about as much, and that's okay. But with with my wife, she's not generally a person that needs gifts, but she happened to say, you know, you haven't bought me flowers in a long time. Now, early on in our relationship, when we were broke and had little babies running around, there wasn't money for something that was just going to 
putting a vase and die in a week. So I didn't get her a lot of flowers. I might have picked her flowers here and there, but usually I would uh, write her a poem or make her a card or do something to help her out. But she just happened to think, I really like it when you get me flowers. And she told me, so you know what? I've got her some flowers. I've also bought her a couple houseplants because I know she likes those too, because they last longer than regular flowers. Um, so uh, I'm just saying, you're like, well, what's the point of flowers? They're just going to die. It doesn't matter what the point of flowers is. She might like them. She might not. You need to find out what she likes. My wife told me that she likes flowers. So I bought her some flowers. And if you pay attention, she'll tell you what she needs. Now, you may be in a situation where you've got some distance and you don't trust each other and, you, and things are kind of broken. Yes, if you're in that situation, first of all, see a marriage counselor. Uh, sit down and talk to a neutral party. Start working through your issues. It's not always pretty to work through that stuff, but you got to do it. But pay attention, okay? Because she will tell you what she needs. And then do those things. It's not that hard. Um... Communication is also part of being romantic because let's say that you're, you know that you're not as romantic as you want to be. So not in the middle of a fight, not in the middle of a tense time, but when things are, are pretty good or just not bad, walk up to her and just say, hey, I really want to try to be more romantic. I really want to try to show you how much I love you because I do. So can you tell me? What ways, uh, what would mean a lot for me to show you that I love you? And she'll tell you. She'll tell you. And I want you to pay attention to that. And then I want you to do it. Now, um, like I said, if there's a lot of damage that has been done, if there's a lot of baggage from past relationships or even just growing up, sometimes this is not an easy process to kind of get to the root of what she needs. But, uh, Take the time and be committed to do it. Because those little ways that you say I love you really matter. Also, guys, I want to encourage you this. Don't spread your affection around too much. Don't um, don't waste your love and your emotion on things that don't matter. So even your anger, right? Like, don't just get your anger and just be angry at anybody all the time. Because that's emotion that you're, like, wasting. Like, I think, like, we're a deep well of emotion, but it's like water, man. Like, emotion is emotion. If you're going to waste it all on being angry at somebody, you're not going to have enough emotion left to put it into loving somebody either. I honestly believe that this is true. Harness that emotion into what she needs and the ways that she gives and receives love. If you do that, I promise you, she will feel fulfilled. She will feel loved. She will feel honored. And then you will, in turn, be more romantic. A lot of guys really get fixated on the sex thing. And listen, some ladies are, like, all about that, right? But um, don't view it as what you're getting, okay? Do not, you do not love selfishly. You do not love for what you're going to get. The same with making love, right? If we're talking about sex, it's not about you. It's about her. And for her, it should be about you, and when you both put each other first, you're going to have a healthy, strong relationship. So you want to talk about how to be more romantic, guys. Honestly, it gets down to the core. Do you love her? Because love is a choice that you make to put someone else first. Love is patient. Love is kind, right? 
Uh, those of you who know about the Bible know that's from 1 Corinthians 13, and that's not just about romantic love. It's about all kinds of love, brotherly love. It's about love and what love is. I encourage you, read that chapter. Whether or not you are a Christian, read 1 Corinthians 13, because I'm going to tell you, it describes what love looks like. And that includes friendship love, family love, romantic love. You follow that as a model, and you'll have it. But if you give for what you get, if it's, uh, if there's selfishness in it, you do not end up getting what you want out of it. If you give selflessly, it does come back to you. I'm telling you, it does. Now you might say, I've given selfish, selflessly my whole life and it's never come back and she just doesn't. Okay. If you're at that place and you really are feeling that put out, and she is is feeling, or she is feeling that put out. Okay, that's a red flag that says it's time to go see a marriage counselor and work through this stuff. Because chances are, you're blinded to something, or she is blinded to something, or there's baggage that you need to sort through so that you can love each other. Get the junk out of the way so that you can love. Okay? All right. So that's about that. But guys, really, honestly, if you don't even know where to start with how to love her, ask her. Ask her. She will tell you. And if you, once she tells you, don't keep asking, just do. I found that writing my wife a little note, hiding post-it notes around the house, writing her a poem, sending her a message during the day, just letting her know that I'm thinking about her or I'm praying for her, or... Um, uh, sometimes I'll, I have a really short lunch break at work and I'll take my half hour and I'll drive out to where she's working and I'll just stop by to say hi. And literally I have enough time to say hi and then drive back to work, maybe a five minute conversation max, but it meant the world to her that I spent a few minutes I had with her. Also, we started doing a, a weekly date night. Now, um, because we hadn't been doing a weekly date night, the first few were rough. It took a little while to get comfortable with each other again, but taking that time together that's how romance is born, is with time together and with getting to know each other and then choosing to love each other. Guys, it's not a secret formula. It's just do the work. Put it in. And you say, well, it should never feel like work. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's baloney. Relationships are work. And sometimes it's hard. But you can choose to make it good and the good will come. The feelings and the emotions that you want out of that relationship will come if you put in the work. Anyway, that's my thought, guys, on how to be more romantic. Uh, we're going to come right back with our Ask a Man segment in just a moment. Guys, it is Josh Hatcher for the Manlyhood Mancast. Welcome back. Hey, listen, if you haven't uh, gone to our website and sent some questions, you need to do that. Go to manlyhood.com slash askaman, and I think it's ask-a-man. But if you go to manlyhood.com and look on the menu at the top, it'll say, ask a man. So click it, and you can send me a question. I am working on diversifying some of the voices that you'll hear on the Manlyhood Madcast. 
uh, including, by the way, we've got on Sundays, we're doing spiritual Sundays, and I've got a team of guys that are blogging some thoughts on Christianity and uh, a little devotional podcast, which I know you may not all be Christians. I get that. I'm okay with that. Honestly, this is not just for Christians, but I do have a lot of guys on here that do care about that, and so I wanted to make sure to meet that need, and I'm kind of excited about the way that's shaping up. So, um, on Sundays, we're doing spiritual Sundays. On Thursdays, we're doing creative Thursdays where we're going to either feature some poetry, either myself or someone else, and we're going to do music and uh, art and things like that, which sometimes it'll be a podcast episode. Sometimes it'll just be a blog post, um, but that's happening, and I want you guys to check it out because I do think it matters, and I think it's fun. So, uh, And I have more things that I'm working on as well for Manlyhood, which I'm really excited about, but that's what I'm focusing on right now. But hop on there and click Ask a Man and for right now, I'm answering these questions, but I want to get some other guys involved in this process too. So uh, don't be surprised if I if I know you and I say, hey, let's get together and answer this question for the podcast. So that'll be coming soon. But in the meantime, I'll answer your questions and I don't have all the answers. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, sometimes I have to Google them. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to wait on this question because I don't know what to say. Um, sometimes a question might just not be a good question that I really want to answer. I had one the other day where I almost answered it and I thought, no, nah, I don't want to be known for that. I don't want to go that route. So that happens. But anyway, today's question is, Josh, I see that you've recently lost a lot of weight. Was it hard? I'm overweight and I need some help. That was the question. So here is my response to that. First of all, if you just Google uh, Josh Hatcher, how I lost 100 pounds, uh, you go to joshhatcher.com. It's one of my blog posts there, and I talk about my journey and where that came from. But I'm going to tell you real briefly. First of all, I have struggled with my weight for a long time. I actually just recently saw some pictures of my honeymoon. I didn't have a shirt on, and I'm like, wow, I was considerably skinnier. Uh, I was about 225, and I had a little bit of padding, but honestly, like, there was quite a bit of muscle underneath it, uh, and it wasn't much. Like, I, I was very... I was... I was in a 2X and it was hanging on me, you know, like when I was wearing a shirt. I, I was uh, mostly muscle. I had been working in the stone quarry and the sawmill and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, shortly after that, my wife got pregnant and um, I had some struggles and some baggage that I was bringing into our relationship that I didn't fully understand. It ended up turning into a porn addiction and um, I stayed in that place for a little while. And then when I stopped, I transferred that addiction to food. And so I stuffed my face and I got fat for 20 plus years. And I would try to lose weight and then I would just give up over and over and over and over again. And it was too much. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do. And I was using food to treat some deep depression. But the problem is I didn't even realize that I was depressed because I felt pretty good most of the time. And as soon as I would start to feel something, I'd shove food in my face. I know a lot of people are probably in that spot. I'm also just generally, uh, I have I have generally been, I'll say that differently. I don't want to make this my identity statement, uh, undisciplined. I've struggled with being disciplined. And so I started making changes in my life, recognized, okay, you've got some baggage from your past from growing up that you need to process and work through, which I did. And then, uh, and it's funny because if you don't work through your crap, your crap will come back to haunt you. 
over and over, whether it's your crap or somebody else's crap that was done to you, it comes back. And so all that stuff started surfacing and kind of forced me to deal with it. And so I started working through some of that, understanding who I am and why I am, and then changing my mindset had to happen. Uh, and I started with a whole 30 fast, which is like a real strict paleo fast, but in that it was hard and like it was because I'm literally breaking an addiction, uh, you know, not eating any junk food, eating just whole food and like it was spiritual, man. Like I started seeing very clearly visions of things that I needed to get right that I needed to set straight. So I did that. And then I ended the whole 30 and then I kind of went back and actually gained some more weight again. I gained everything I lost on that 30 days, which I think was honestly like 40 pounds. Like I lost a lot of weight, but then I ended up gaining it back again. Um, but what happened when I got to the end of it is I realized I had a lot of stuff I needed to work through and I just gave myself permission to focus on that first, to focus on the mind, to focus on my brain and what was going on. Um, so I worked on it and I built, uh, a good system and started to process that information and, um, and work through that. And so I want to tell you, if you're overweight and you need to lose weight, you can lose the weight. It's possible. Don't tell me it's not, but it starts in your mind and starts in your spirit. And if you don't work on those things, You'll never do it. You'll never be able to do it. So let's start with that. Um, next thing that you need to work on then is coming up with a plan. You want to lose weight? Work out. Eat. Right. That's pretty simple. You eat less, you move more. That's the formula. Now, for me, I needed a plan that I could stick with that was food that I could handle eating. So for me, I did keto and I lost 100 pounds. Now... Keto is low carb, high fat. I did dirty keto, which means I just basically said I'm going to eat 20 grams or less of net carbs a day, and I'm going to try to get half an hour of exercise a day. Now, I'm kind of falling off the exercise thing, so I'm kind of plateauing, and I need to get back on that, so I'm working on that. Um, but I'm not saying that you should do keto or any other specific diet plan. I'm just saying any diet plan will work if you work it. The question is, what's going to work for you? So find that, and you can work through it. But it's I'm telling you guys, losing the weight starts with your brain. Anyway, guys, that's the answer to your Ask a Man question here on the Manlyhood Mancast. Again, go to manlyhood.com slash store if you want to check out our resources that we have there. I love you guys. I care for you guys, and I want you to have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you want to be a better man, check out our website, manlyhood.com, for blogs, videos, and more from our Manlyhood team. And you can also join our private Facebook group, Manlyhood Man Cave, where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood. This episode is produced by Hatcher Media for manlyhood.com. Our manly theme music is from Austin Sterling and also from Mark Cruz. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to the show. Tune in again for more of the Manlyhood Mancast.